Hey everybody, welcome back to Surviving My Podcast. This is episode 15. You've just tuned into Surviving My Past. A survivor podcast about my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD. Join me in raising awareness and inspiring others. Are you ready? Let's rock this healing journey. How you doing? Welcome back to Surviving My Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm definitely stoked to have you here on the show with me again. And thank you for taking some time out of your day to listen to the podcast here. Uh, If you're a first-time listener, that's super awesome. Welcome. And I hope you enjoy the show and enjoy what it's all about. If you're a long-time listener, thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for coming back. I appreciate it. It means the world to me. So whether you're a first-time or a long-time, let's get this thing started. What I thought I would talk about today has to do with questioning your feelings and wondering just what in the world is true, what is right, what is real uh, in your recovery journey. Having anxiety, having doubts about what we're feeling in recovery is not a new thing. It's very common no matter whether you've been at your healing journey for weeks, months, years, decades, whatever. Sometimes doubt just creeps back in. Old habits die hard, if you want to if you want to say it like that. Um, but what I'm referring to here specifically is lately I've been having these these feelings, these doubts in my head that what I went through wasn't real, or that it wasn't as bad as I think it was. And the reason that I'm thinking that, to be quite honest with you, and by the way, if you are a new listener to this show, I'm real, open, raw. Like, this is me just sharing vulnerably. There's no BS. So, you know, if I'm saying something, it's truly what I'm feeling. It's not just something I'm making up for some particular reason. So, I guess what I'm getting at here with this particular statement is sometimes when you're having good days and you're not having as many flashbacks, you're not dissociating as much, you're not feeling depressed, you're actually getting out and being social, you're doing things. Uh, you're interacting with friends. Like you're basically having a good day and what some people would call maybe a normal day. You know, I hate using that word normal because that, that invalidates so many people. But a lot of people that I've talked to say, yeah, it's just a normal day. I was out doing this and doing that. And I went here and I went there and I played this game and I, you know, all these kinds of things. And for so many of us, a normal day is just trying to get out of bed, barely being able to go to work and make it through the day. Uh, just trying to get up and take care of the kids, make dinner for the family, you know, whatever the case may be. Those are normal days for us, but for others, that just seems completely foreign. And so when we do have those good days where we don't think about our abuse too much, we don't think about our trauma too much, we don't dwell on the negative past that we endured, it feels weird. And you would like to think that we could embrace those days and just not think about stuff and, uh, you know, abuse and neglect and anxiety and, you know, whatever happened to us. You know, those, those types of things wouldn't enter our mind because we'd be too busy going out with our friends or doing the activities we're doing. And we would just be able to kind of tune that out and focus our mind and be distracted on something fun. 
but all too often, even when we're out doing something that's fun or we're trying to distract and have a good time, we're still thinking about in the back of our mind, this could go wrong, that could go wrong. Man, I'm an abuse survivor. I shouldn't be here. I'm going to screw this up because I'm not worthy. Um, a, A multitude of negative things that anxiety tries to tell us, that our past tries to tell us to keep us down. So it feels weird when you actually have a good day. At least it does for me. And I've talked to others where this is a pretty common scenario as well, that we feel guilty because we're having fun. We feel guilty because we're not thinking about our past, our trauma. We're not feeling anxious. We're not feeling depressed. We're going out and being social. We're being um, you know, productive around the house or at work or whatever it is we're doing. And then we stop thinking about it and we're like, wait a minute. How can I be out here having a good time when there are so many people that are miserable, so many people that are stuck, so many people that live with their abusers, so many people who can't heal at the rate that maybe I'm healing or that you're healing? Or why is my trauma any different and what right do I have to have a good day when somebody else is having a bad day? Like, doesn't that totally invalidate me? Doesn't that totally invalidate their trauma and what they're going through for me to sit here and say that I'm having a good time or for me to tweet out that I had a great day going to a concert or hanging out with friends or cooking dinner for the family or whatever the case may be. It's counterintuitive because normally when you think about having a good time, you think about just being carefree and having a good time, whether it's, you know, at whatever function you're talking about or whatever activity you're doing. But For me, oftentimes, I feel guilty when I feel good. I wrote a post about that uh, a while back on the blog, uh, Feeling Good Feels So Wrong. And, uh, you know, because we're so used to feeling miserable that not only do we feel bad when we're feeling good, it feels foreign to us, it feels weird. We, We feel bad because there are others who are suffering and we don't feel like we should be rubbing it in their face or we should even be worthy of having a good time when there's so much bad things going on and so many negative things happening to so many people around the world. And uh, and survivors that we know personally, maybe from online or in our lives, or ones that we don't know. It's just the fact that when somebody is going through a tough time and has a history of abuse, oftentimes they don't get to experience a good day very often, maybe sometimes hardly ever. And if we're experiencing good days here and there, maybe a couple in a row, maybe more often than we've ever realized before, it can make us feel like like, like total hell. And it makes us feel guilty. Um, and it feels foreign to us because we're so used to being stuck. And we found validation and encouragement and friendship and support from all those who are suffering. Um, you know, when I initially started interacting with the survivor community, I was just in a really bad place. I had started therapy. I was just exploring my my traumatic past of being a childhood sexual abuse survivor and narcissistic abuse survivor, and I didn't know what to make of any of it, and I was just, well, like I said, working with a therapist, and I was trying to understand what the hell a survivor was, and these people in the online chats and on Facebook and just the online survivor community took me under their wing and showed me love and support and compassion. And that just resonated with me, and it draws me to to this this group, this community of survivors all around the world. The ones that you know have shown me so much love and compassion, and ones that I want to show that type of support and compassion and love back to. So we shouldn't feel bad when we're having a good day, but it's just what we do because we're so used to blaming ourselves for 
for uh, negating any good feelings and for enjoying the comfort of misery and anxiety and stress and depression because it's familiar. Guilt is familiar. Um, I recently wrote a post about that too. And you can check all these out on survivingmypast.net. Um, you can go on the blog and, and use the search function or just scroll through and find what post maybe you want to read. I would super appreciate it. But let me let me put a little something into perspective here. I'm going to read part of a book, uh, just a few paragraphs. It's from Jody Amon's book, You Won Anxiety Zero. And she's talking about different skill sets um, in, try, in, in battling anxiety. And one of the um, skills that she, that she talks about kind of resonates with me on this particular topic because I was just speaking about this the other day with a colleague. And then lo and behold, I opened up my Kindle this morning. This was the next page that I came to. It was, it was really, really enlightening. And I think it was something that came to speak to me at just the right time. It was just really amazing. So this part of the book is called Skill Number 4, See the Big Picture. And it's from Jody Amon's book, You Want Anxiety Zero. And it goes like this. I'm not doing well, Deva from trick number two said as she sat down. And by trick number two, she's, she's referring to the tricks that anxiety uses to, to try and keep us stuck and to make us feel like anxiety rules our life. So that's what trick number two means. Um, I haven't been doing well for months. This was news to me, Jody said. For the last two months, she'd been happier than I'd ever seen her. She smiled and was engaged with friends. Deva was having fun and feeling good about herself. All these things were quite rare up until then. Tell me what's going on. Things seem to be going well this summer. When did it change? I thought I was doing good, but I think this has been festering the whole time underneath. I wasn't good. I was just faking it. This was the meaning she made. That summer, for the first time in her life, she felt good. Feeling depressed and anxious again after all that was disheartening and confusing, but it felt real since it was familiar. The good time, being different, felt fake and hard to hold on to. So basically, what this kind of spoke to me as, this validated exactly what I was thinking when I was talking to um, a friend and colleague recently, that feeling good feels weird and it feels guilty. And, you know, what it comes down to is that we can inspire those who are having a tough time by enjoying our good days. It doesn't mean that we're rubbing their faces in it. It doesn't mean that we're invalidating their struggles. I mean, chances are we've been where they are and we may still be where they are quite often. But when we have a good day, we can realize that they are cheering us on. They are giving we are giving them hope that there is healing possible. And even on our darkest days, when somebody who's been through the fire like they are and is still trying to heal and find their way, when they have a good day, that that can be totally encouraging. And, and someone who is really deep down in a dark place can say, hey, wait a minute. You know, Matt has been to the depths of hell with, with being abused by a, a, a kid up the street. He's felt depression, anxiety. He dissociates. He's got PTSD. He's got OCD. Um, You know, he knows what I go through. So he's having a good day. So maybe that means that I can have a good day. And that's kind of the way that we really should embrace this. Because if we're putting in the work to heal and we are doing everything that we're supposed to be doing to the best of our abilities, we are reading the self-help books, we're understanding our trauma, we're sitting with our feelings, we're we're, um, talking with a professional if, if we're able to, we're engaging with the survivor community. We are using grounding skills and coping skills and DBT skills and CBT skills and all these different types of things. 
sooner or later, it's going to start to pay off and we're going to not feel as bad as we used to feel all the time. And that doesn't mean that obviously it doesn't happen overnight. Um, everybody heals at a different rate, a different time. Everybody's different. Um, you know, the only healing timetable is the one that you put on yourself. So the way that I heal is totally different from the way that other survivors heal and vice versa. We all may have similar abuse backgrounds, obviously different in many ways, but the feelings of anxiety and stress and depression and, um, you know, sadness and PTSD and all the things that go with it. It feels the same to us. It feels familiar because we all know what it's like when someone describes what dissociation is or how they feel depressed. You can see people over countless retweets and and Facebook posts of, yeah, I feel that way. Yeah, I know what that means. I'm like that. I do this. I do that. I'm right with you. So if, if the survivor community, if your friends, if people that you trust, family, a therapist, a coach, whoever, if they have been to the depths before and they've supported you, and you've been to the depths and you've supported them. Wouldn't we cheer them on when they're having a good day? Wouldn't we be happy for them? And wouldn't that inspire us? I would certainly like to think so. That offers them hope. It offers them encouragement. And so this this healing journey is, is a very social thing. At least I feel that it's a great way to really aid and expedite your healing journey is to be social, to be vulnerable, to reach out. Because if we just stay secluded and we don't talk to anybody, we don't interact with people, um, we don't seek professional help if it's available, we're really slowing ourselves down and we're not taking advantage of the opportunities that are out there. Because there is healing and validation and encouragement and support and just amazing hope. Like hope is just such a huge word. I think it's the best word in you know, and, and being a survivor is just being able to, to grasp and to hold on to hope. All that is out there if we just embrace it. And by being social and by interacting with others who have been where we are and realizing that we're not alone and people can say, I've been through that. This is what I did to help. I'm there now. What can you do to help me? And, and, and you support each other and you bounce ideas off each other and you give each other safe virtual hugs and you just listen when somebody needs to, to crown your shoulder, so to speak. And, you know, they'll be there when you need to crown their shoulder or to vent or to rant or to just talk and maybe, you know, talk about anything. So I'll leave you with that because this is something that's really been on my mind lately, as I said um, near the outset of this podcast is... It's hard to not feel guilty when we are having a good day, having a good time, when we're starting to not dissociate as much, when we're starting to not feel quite as anxious, when we're able to to use coping skills and grounding skills and, and, and be mindful and head off a potential anxiety rush before it gets too bad, or we're able to be mindful of, of a situation that we shouldn't put ourselves in and, and we make the healthy decision and create that healthy boundary to not go there or to not do that or to not speak to that person or to put distance between us and a toxic family member or friend or coworker or whatever. So all these things that we're doing, the healing does start to pay off and it's hard to embrace it because it just feels wrong, like I said. So I want to encourage you as much as I'm encouraging myself that when you have a good day, ride that. Um, you know, a friend told me, ride that wave. Ride it for everything you can and enjoy it because as a survivor, our abuse is always going to be with us. Our past is never going to leave us. So there's going to be plenty of times in the future when we're going to have a tough day, a tough night, a tough weekend, 
a tough stretch where nothing goes right and we're just completely down, out of our game, miserable, depressed, don't want to leave the house. And so, you know, there'll be plenty of times for us to feel like crap. So when you get those good days and your healing pays off and you're enjoying your time doing whatever it is you're doing, be thankful. And that's what I'm trying to do. Embrace it and be thankful. And, you know, don't be afraid to share it with people. Obviously, in a non-invalidating, non-derogatory, demeaning way. Obviously, like I said, you don't want to rub somebody's nose in. But it's okay to say, man, I just had a really good day. I hung out with so-and-so and we did this and that. And, you know, I enjoyed a good time at lunch and I didn't dissociate. I mean, those, those types of things can be powerfully encouragement and give hope. So I'll leave you with that feeling of hope, of empowerment, of encouragement, and say embrace those good days. And I'm going to try and do the same. And I'll do some more podcasts in the future on this topic and just discuss it more um, as to how I'm really doing and how many more good days I'm having versus how many you know, rough days I'm having. I mean, this is an ongoing thing. And this platform is a, is a way to share that. So with that, I will wrap this up. I would love it if you guys could share this. Uh, leave me a comment here on the podcast or send me an email or a DM or a comment on the blog, whatever you want. I would appreciate it. So with that, let's wrap this up. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks again for listening to Surviving My Podcast presented by survivingmypast.net, a blog about living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD as a result of childhood sexual abuse, narcissistic abuse, and bullying. My opinions are my own, and I do not offer any type of mental health or physical health advice or treatment. I encourage you to seek out the help of a professional therapist or medical doctor for any mental health or physical health needs. I'm just a regular guy sharing my story of survival and hoping to inspire others. Please be sure and follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram, all at Surviving My Past. Have a great day and rock your survivor journey.